Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguid Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes at the weekly prophetic turning point service at the Kodesh. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabian. Amen. Oh, how many believe that the word of the Lord is here and is amen? Come on. Come on, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. I give you all the praise, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. It is so. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 
I told you they will sing a very nice song. Hallelujah. We have a testimony this morning. We want to welcome Lady Pastor Abna Edulabi, where is she? To bless us with a testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is LP Abna Edulabi. I'm grateful to God for the life of Bishop Dagwood Mills, Lady Reverend Adelaide Hewitt Mills, Bishop Fabian, Bishop Oko Bataidoku, Bishop Oko Mensa, Reverend Ben Johnson, and many other pastors. They have all had and keep having a powerful impact on my life. I was thinking about Bishop Dag's book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, and realized that I have practically experienced the effects of prayer, visitation, teaching, and interaction through the pastors God has placed in my life. And I'll just share a few of these which pertain mostly to my life in university some years ago. I went to university outside Ghana, and my sister and I were comfortable going to a white Baptist church where the services were just an hour and a half, an hour, 15 minutes. We're very happy about the length of the service. I actually told myself I did not want to be involved in long church services. I came from a Presbyterian background. A network church member and his family moved to the nearby state we're living, and we met him through his sister-in-law, who was a professor at the uni we were attending. And this church member, my first shepherd, invited us to the lighthouse branch in Newark, and my sister and roommate went with him, but I didn't. He kept on inviting me for six weeks till I finally decided to go, and after that, I just kept on going. When it comes to prayer, I have had many life-changing prayers said over my life. I had a bad habit that bothered me for a long time. One day, I gathered up courage and told my pastor, Reverend Osei, about it. He prayed with me, and I overcame it. The Bible says we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The Bible also says we should share our faults with one another so that we may be healed. So there are some things in your life that won't go away unless you open up to a pastor or a shepherd about it. When it comes to visitation, my sister and I lived on top of a garage at one point in time in the uni, and my pastors at the time came to visit us. It was one big room which served as the living room, the dining room, and the bedroom. There was no furniture apart from an air bed. So I remember we all sat on the bed, they talked with us, they prayed with us, and I really appreciate that visit, and it solidified my commitment to church and to God. It was such an expression of love and brought a permanent change in my life. When I moved to Ghana, Pastor Tutu, on the day that I joined the worship choir, Reverend Theo asked him to visit me, and he did that very Sunday. It was also an expression of love. When it comes to interaction, my pastors interacted with me and made me feel special. The more I availed myself, the more they shared their lives, their love, and their experiences with me. Because of two of my pastors, I applied for a good job in another place, and I got it. If they hadn't encouraged and advised me, I would have stayed in a seemingly good place and would not have progressed in a way. During my uni days, after I joined the church, there were times when my lady pastor would ask me to watch her kids. It was on one of those occasions that I met Lady Reverend Adelaide Hewitt Mills, and the rest is history. For security reasons and time, I cannot share everything, but God has had mercy on me and shown me great love through the good pastors and shepherds he has placed in my life. 
and I am forever grateful. LPMFR, who was in the Newark Church at the time, gave me my first Dick's Bible with my name engraved on it, even though she doesn't remember. I am so grateful to Bishop Dag because if I had not joined Lighthouse at the time that I did, my life would have taken a different turn. I know it. I was so far away from home and I had my independence. But because of Bishop Dag's obedience to God, I stand here saved and delivered. I also want to encourage young people to be involved in prayer, visitation, teaching, and interaction. You don't need to be a pastor to do so. Hallelujah. Such a beautiful testimony. A changed life. You know, many of us understand a testimony by... I mean, our understanding of a testimony is a, a, a specific experience, like a one-off, one day. But the biggest testimonies are lives that are changed. Bishop Femi has been preaching about the new man. That is your biggest testimony. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, rise to your feet. The word of God. Oh, sorry. Total devotion. Oh, please, please. Take your seats. Total devotion is coming to also bless you. Put your hands together as they are coming to bless you. Oh, put keep clapping, keep clapping. Hallelujah. Forgive Hallelujah. me for forgetting you were there. The testimony was too powerful. Da, 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 da. 
rise to our feet. It's time for the word of God. Put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Jesus really needs to know how deep is your love. Ask somebody how deep is your love. What did they say? They are not too sure whether it's deep or it's... And that was a beautiful ministration. Let's put our hands together one more time for total devotion and also for the choir for that beautiful ministration. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. Amen, 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 amen. amen. It is so. It is so. Amen, amen. Come on. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. Amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. He has saved us. He has saved us. He has redeemed us. He will heal us when we call. And when affliction comes on the righteous, he will deliver us out of them. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. 
Oh, somebody give the Lord a dance. Come on. Amen, amen. Amen, 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 amen. It is so. It is so. songs we are learning. Amen. So try and flow with them. Amen just means let it be so. So that is all that the choir is singing. Amen. Well, it's a blessing to be here once again. Hallelujah. And um, I want to welcome you to today's special Healing Jesus campaign service. Amen. Today we will try and get more people to support the Healing Jesus campaign. Amen. Let's take the memory verse for today. Um, our memory verse today is from Matthew 11 verse 29. Can we take it together? Ready, go. Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls matthew chapter 11 verse 29 amen can we take it one more time okay let's take it ready go matthew chapter 11 verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls matthew chapter 11 verse 29
Amen. Are we okay? Can we show we can take it all? You need one more. How many need one more time? Hey, the whole church. Okay. <laughs> Let's take it. Ready, go. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Okay, so take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. It's quite easy. Okay, so let's take it. I think we can take it off and try and take it. Ready, go. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me for i am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls matthew chapter 11 verse 29 amen let us pray father we are so grateful this beautiful sunday morning afternoon Thank you that we can come into your presence to receive of you. Lord, your word says that you send forth your word to heal and to deliver. Send forth your word today. Heal every life. Touch every life. Deliver your children from evil and every plan of the devil. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. And turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. Wow. We don't have too much time left. But just want to continue from where I left off last week. We were talking about 10 new things that God is doing in your life. And um, I don't know where we'll get to, but we'll just get somewhere. And then we'll see what happens. Amen. So Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 Can we all read it together? Ready go Remember ye not the former things Neither consider the things of old Behold I will do a new thing Now it shall spring forth Shall ye not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness And rivers in the desert Amen. So, 10 new things God is doing. We started, I think, three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, when we talked about the fact that God says that remember not the former things. Now, the only way you can move forward is to stop looking behind. Amen. When you look behind you, you never move forward. And there are a lot of people, they are looking behind too much maybe to a past relationship or something you had before that probably was good and could be the reason why you keep saying the good old days the good old days the good old days when you always see the past as the the best for you you can never enter into the new things god has for you god has greater things the prophecy from haggai is said that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former so there's no way the former can be greater than the latter. And I declare that your best is here to come. In the name of Jesus. 
or let your amen be strong because it means it is so hallelujah so whatever you have seen before it is nothing compared to what god is about to do in your life hallelujah and we talked about the fact that new things that god is doing number one we said god is is into new projects he's always doing something new he's building a new earth a new heaven he's doing something he said go to the potter's house you will see how i behave when i do something it's not working and i do it again and i'll be working all the time i am doing something new so new projects and he said that just as he is also building the heaven and the earth you too you will build houses now you see your amen the way it is no it doesn't I see you building houses. It shall be so unto you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I believe it with all my heart. And I'll be there to dedicate your house for you. If you invite me for the housewarming party, I'll be there. I see somebody you're having a housewarming party. Some of you don't even understand what it means. Are we going to put on heater? in our house or what well whether you understand it or not there is something called house warming we shall be there to celebrate with you hallelujah hey houses one at legon one at uh, whatever sakumono one in the west the north where you are building in new york receive it in jesus name according to your faith so be it amen and then we said last week also that another new thing that god is doing is that god is making you into a new man a brand new person one that has never existed before second corinthians five seventeen, the bible says that therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new so whatever has happened before is past and gone you are a new man i said you are a new man i see a new you a new you tell the person sitting by you look at me carefully because very soon when you see me you will not recognize me you'll be asking is that you is that you is that you that shall be your story receive it in jesus name so we said that a new man there are some things that when you see you know that there's a new man and we read from ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 it says that put on the new man put on put it on like you are wearing your suit so that when we see you it is clear that you are a new man that there are some people the way you wear your new man is like pants pants we can't see it it's under your skirt or under your trousers but it must be out so that we can see hiding too much and he said that which is after god in righteousness and true holiness then he says put away lying it's a sign that you're a new man you don't lie anymore speak the truth amen then he says that be angry and sin not it's okay to be angry but don't sin don't slap your wife don't insult your husband it's okay to be angry but don't jiga you know jiga it's a greek word it means something it says don't give place to the devil 
Don't be accepting lifts. All sorts of lifts. Spring rolls. You are following to uh, Kempiski Hotel. You are giving place to the devil. Then when the time comes for the man to also collect his share, you say no. You think there's free lunch. There's nothing like free lunch. Yeah. So don't give any place to the devil. Tell the nearest sister, don't give any place to the devil. And tell the nearest brother too, don't give any place to the devil. Amen. No. I have a friend, he used to say something, say, I grow many perform. There are certain things when you do them, you are opening the door for a whole lot of things. Some of you brothers, you are so close to sisters, playing with them, all sorts of things. Oh, I shouldn't say it. You are giving place to the devil. You are with your beloved. Every day, the two of you, you are alone. There's nobody there. Your trousers has become very tight. Oh, I shouldn't say such things. The things that happen later, we can't say. But a new man should not give place to the devil. You are watching certain things. What are you expecting to happen to you? You are giving place to the devil. There are something don't do it. Some of you should know yourself that the way I am, I can't handle certain things. So let me not give place to the devil. Yeah, you should know yourself by now. Every day they are, oh Lord, I am sorry, oh Lord. But you know yourself. Every day you go and give place to the devil. Or I shouldn't say it at all. Then he said in verse 28, let him that stole steal no more. Stop stealing. But rather let him labor. Let him work. Work hard. Tell somebody, work hard. It is not there for you to just go and take home. You have to work so that you have the money. People don't want to start small and go up. The only job that they start from the top is grave digging. You start from the top, then you go down when you are digging a grave. But every other job, you start from down. Start somewhere. You think that the money will just come. Start doing something. Sell some uh, whatever. Equip me small. Do this small. Do some up and pim store. Do you know up and pim store? You carry the thing moving. Small, small. Small, small. You'll get there. Yeah. This time they push it. You'll be pushing something let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace what we call the edify grace test when you are speaking ask yourself what I'm saying will it edify somebody in other words will it build somebody up will it minister grace or rather, by the time people leave you, you have polluted, polluted them so much that they don't even want to be in the church again. 
that will not be your story you are a new man from today then he said in verse 30 grieve not the holy spirit in other words don't make the holy spirit sad every day the holy spirit is sad because of you and the way you are and the way you talk you talk too much then the holy ghost says, oh he has done it again yeah if you are a mother every day they will come and report your child from school he has gone to bite somebody's ear he has removed somebody's shorts every time oh this is my son oh that's how the holy ghost also grieves when you keep fornicating he will not do it he will not do it see your trousers is going down oh sister will not do it her dress is going down oh i'm grieved anytime you lie the holy ghost is grieved when you don't come to church he is grieved you do all these things so don't grieve the holy spirit a new man doesn't do that amen. amen then he said let all bitterness and wrath and evil speaking all that let it go away from you now today number three i have 10 things so but i wonder whether we can finish these things okay we'll see maybe gathering says if it comes up we'll share but ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26 it says that a new heart will i give you and a new spirit will i put within you and i will take away the stony heart of your flesh and i will give you um a, a heart of flesh verse 27 and i will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them amen so at the end of the day what god is looking at is that you will keep his commandments amen, amen. but how can he get you to do that at the end of the day god has some new things he wants to do in your life but how can he get you to do that the bible says that first of all he'll give you a new heart because the heart is the center of everything the heart is what controls everybody when we get the heart we have you you see a lot of sisters they have fallen they can't do anything about it because their heart is gone it doesn't matter the counsel you give to them mm, bishop mm, bishop i've heard bishop but they will go back and do the same thing they are gone but their heart is gone once their heart is gone that's it so god is also aiming for your heart oh, oh i see god holding your heart amen and so the first thing god does is that he will remove the heart that you have there and give you a new heart because when you don't have a new heart you cannot understand and even flow with what god is doing a lot of people because of the heart you have god cannot do much with you bible says that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaking and then he says that out of the heart flows the issues of life the things that are in life they flow from the heart anything that doesn't come from the heart is not real sisters if you want to know a brother very well check what is in the heart he's coming to propose to you he's reading a speech hello sister the brightness of this day has given me the opportunity to say to you a few words and these are the words 
Number one, I love you very much. Listen, would you like such a brother to marry you? Now, as for brother, if you love a sister, you should be able to look at her eyeball to eyeball and tell the sister, sister, me love you. Why? Put your hands together for Jesus. Yeah, then you will know that he means what he's saying. You can look into his eyes and tell. But this thing that they will read and tell you, read and tell you. He cannot say it himself. You see a lot of people, ministers of this and that, they are reading speeches. They don't even know what they are reading. So at a point when he can't find the sheet, where are my sheets? Because the thing, no, he, he didn't write it himself. Somebody wrote it, so he can't remember. But I remember there used to be a president some time back. Hey, he'll be speaking and then he'll put the paper aside and say, Inyemime. Then he'll start. Hey! He'll be speaking from his heart. By the time he finishes, you will know that this one, it is from his heart. Sometimes people read the speech, you wonder that this all the things they have said, would they do it? Which one is from the heart? We don't even know. So God is always looking for your heart. Because the devil is also looking for your heart. Do you know? The devil is very bad. He will look for your heart. The Bible says in John 13 and verse 2 that when Jesus had finished having supper with the disciples, the devil put in the heart. Of Judas Iscariot to betray him. So a lot of the things that you are doing, the devil came to put it in your heart. One day, Prophet Kakra was telling us he had a, 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 a dream. In the dream, he saw the devil enter his window and then entered into his bedroom. And then he came to open his heart and put something there, close it, and run away. Hey! He woke up like he said, hey, what is this? Could it be that the night, the way you were snoring, the devil came to put something in your heart. Sometimes when you wake up, you wake up with a certain mind. The devil came to put something in your heart. So God is also looking for your heart. He said, my son, give me your heart. He takes your heart and puts another heart there, a better heart. Oh, may you receive the heart of God a better one it's a heart that follows after god it's a heart that yearns for god david had that kind of heart because he prayed for it he wanted to serve god he said my soul pants after you he had a different kind of heart which is different from you see you have a certain heart that is always looking for something else but david had a heart that wanted god and he always followed after god so we need that kind of heart. He said, my heart is indicting a good matter. When your heart has the things of God, God can also guide you into the things he wants to do with your life. Hallelujah. And that's why he will give you a new heart. Because sometimes the new things God wants to do, uni akukudru. What do you call that? Akukudru. Uh, if you don't have a certain heart, sometimes you cannot handle it. Because even when we said that you are going to build a new house, a lot of people couldn't handle it. So when we're saying the amen, you couldn't say it well because when you look at your background and you look at your bank account, that is enough. Say, Bishop, this thing you are saying, me, I'm not part of it. 
But you see, I came to tell you, God is giving you another heart. So that you'll be able to receive this thing that I'm saying. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Now, as for God, he speaks big. Isaiah chapter 60, Bible says, verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Can you believe it? Your light has come already. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I see a new glory upon you. He said, darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you. Then he said, Gentiles will come to your light. Gentiles. He said, kings will come to your rising. In other words, as you are there, promotion is taking place for you already. Oh, I see you rising in the name of Jesus. I see kings coming to you. But you see, if you don't have a certain heart, you cannot receive this one. So God has to work on your heart. Yeah. He said, your sons will come from the north, from the south. They will come from afar. They will come to you. They will bring you things. My sons, my daughters, me, you. See? But God said all these things. And in verse 5, the Bible says that. He says, then you shall see. And you shall flow together. And your heart shall fear. And it shall be enlarged. When your heart is not changed, it's not enlarged. You can't receive the big things that God is saying. A lot of people can enter into big things, new things, because their heart is too small. Even a new job God wants to give to you, He can't give to you because your heart can't handle it. There are some jobs that come with some pressure. If you follow that, you may get a heart attack. God may have to change your heart. The people you are going to be working with, God has to change your heart so you can work with them. Because some of you, the way your heart is, you know what I'm talking about. Small time, then you are angry. This job you are going to do, if you are angry, like they will sack you from the job. May you receive a new heart. May God change your heart for you. Yeah. He always does that. Bible says that when Saul was going to be made a king, God spoke to Samuel because Saul was looking for his father's donkeys. He didn't know where it was. And somebody told him, let's go and ask the seer the prophet he will tell us and the bible says that as they were going before they got there the lord spoke into the ears of samuel in first samuel chapter 9 he told him somebody's coming you are going to anoint him as a king wow he didn't know the bible says that he was the least his tribe was the least of all the tribes of israel and among the tribes the, the, in the tribe, all the families in the tribe, his family was the least of all the families. Hey! And of all the families in the tribe, his house was the least of all the households. And in his house, he was the least of all the people in the house. So there was no way such a guy, because he was a low-down popcorn. There is no way this guy to become a king. But God spoke into the ears of Samuel. He said, I'm bringing somebody to you. You are going to anoint him as king. I came to announce to you. Before I came here, the Lord spoke in my ears. He said, tell my people, they are going to build houses. 
they are going to move into their houses receive it what you don't know is that by the time we come to preach the word the lord has spoken in our ears when we wait on the lord and say lord what should i tell your people the lord will tell the people go and tell my people this so the lord said to me tell them they are going to build houses they will live to be 100 years they will move into their own houses receive it so this is not the time for you to be wondering whether it will happen or not the bible says in first samuel chapter 10 when saul came to samuel first samuel chapter 10 verse 1 bible says and samuel anointed saul and he kissed him and he said is it not because come on now is it not because the lord has already anointed you to be a king i came to tell you is it not because the lord has already anointed you to build a house that is why I'm speaking it over you. I see new projects. I see new things. You have been anointed for it. Lift your hand and shout and receive it. You have been anointed for it. The Lord has already given it to you. Oh, mine is just to confirm what God is already saying. Oh, receive it. Receive a new heart to walk in the things of God. How could it be possible for such a low-down popcorn to become a king? Samuel was speaking. He was prophesying. He said, when you leave me and you go, you will meet two men on the way. And the two men will tell you, the asses you were looking for, they have been found. Come on now. Anything you are looking for, I declare, you shall find them in the name of Jesus. He said, after that, you will meet three men. The number of people he was meeting was increasing. Some of you, your business, only two, three people are coming. Your church, only two, three people are coming. Your pastor, only two, three people are coming. But very soon, I see God increasing you. He said, you will meet two men. Then he said, you will meet three men. Then I like verse 4. He said, they will salute you. They will salute you. I see people saluting you. You are the next person going to get down from the KLM. As you are arriving, there are people standing. Yes, sir, sir. Yes, sir, sir. I have heard Bishop prophesy this thing before. And I was wondering how it was going to happen to me. But one day as I got at the airport and as I was getting down, and people were saluting me. I said, is it me? The Lord said, it's you. I came to prophesy to you also. One time I was in Gabon. The people met me at the airport. They said, follow us. I said, wow. I said, they took me to VIP. Hey. Then the guy said, yes, sir. Is there anything I can do for you? I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. That shall be your story. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You see, but if you don't have a good heart, a powerful heart, you can't handle it. One security man, those days, they asked him, if you get one million cities now, those days one million, which is 100 Ghana cities, what will you do? He said, like, I will die. 
Now, if your heart cannot handle one million, you die. But I see God opening your heart. Then someone said, after that, you will meet a company of prophets. No, that's your Apampem store. It's going to become a big company that you I see you having international connections. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Is it not because the Lord has already anointed you? Lord has already anointed you. The preaching is working here. I'm enjoying here. Can I stay here? Then Samuel said to him in verse 6, he said, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Hey! Now this is somebody who was just walking in somewhere. Look at the big things they were saying about him. He said, and you will begin to prophesy with the people who are prophesying. Me? Professor? In fact, it was so strange that it became a proverb. Bible says in 1 Samuel 10 verse 12 is that the people were asking is Saul also among the prophets that's like when you build your house people will say hey 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 is Yah also among the house owners receive it you are going to be the next land owner and house owner in town a new heart I said a new heart. I see God doing a heart transplant. God is giving you a new heart. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It's a new heart. A new heart. Amen. But how did it happen for Saul? It's in verse 9. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. By the time you are leaving here, may you receive another heart. May everything that we have said, may you be able to believe it in your heart. Because God has given you another heart. I'm telling you, because the Bible says, with the heart, man, believe it. If you don't have a good heart, you can't believe. So God gives you a new heart to flow with the new things that he is doing. Hallelujah. Then not just a new heart. Number four, he said, I will give you a new spirit. Oh, yeah. A new spirit. May you have a new spirit. May the spirit that is in you be a better spirit than what was there before. Whatever spirit is in you is what will control you. What spirit is in operation in you? In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, the Bible says, And you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sin. Then verse 2, he says that, wherein in time past, you walked 
according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the earth, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So there's a spirit that makes children or people disobey God. It's not that they just want to disobey. But there's a spirit in them. It doesn't make them obey God. That's why God should take that spirit and put a new spirit in you so that you can obey God. Yeah. So that you even wonder why I can't do some things. It's because the spirit that is there is not the spirit of obedience. But when God changes the spirit in you, you receive a new spirit and you are able to obey God. From today, you will obey God. Whatever God says, you will do it. Oh, I'm telling you, there shall be a new you. A new you. After this season, there is a new you. A new spirit. Oh, you need it. Because maybe the spirit in you is the spirit of lying. It must be taken away. A spirit of slumber. No, there are some people when they come to church, they cannot help it. Next to see whether that spirit is operating in him or her. Look under the eyes. You can see it in their eyes. You see, it? their eyes look sexy. Even as people are shouting, they are still. I said, Are you having that spirit? Oh, but the Bible says that if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if that spirit is in you, he will quicken your mortal body. Shout yet. That is why when you come to church and the preaching is going on and you are just sitting there and watching, I cannot believe what you are saying because I know that when the spirit of God is in you, you are a different person. You are a vibrant person. You shout, you scream, you jump. Give the Lord a shout. Wow. Wow. When that spirit is in you, you are always looking fresh. You are always looking young. You are looking vibrant. You are a powerful preacher. May you have the spirit of the Lord in you. Because the Bible says it is not by might. It is not by power, but it's by my spirit. Say the Lord. Yeah. You can only become who God wants you to become when his spirit is at work in you. That's why David prayed that prayer. He said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit because he knew that the two always go together. You must have a new heart and a new spirit, a new heart and a new spirit, a new heart and a new spirit. He said, Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. I need your Holy Spirit. One more new thing the Lord does for you is that the Lord gives you brand new mercies every day. Every day. Every day.
every day. Every day. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 19. The Bible says that, Remembering my affliction and my misery and my wormwood, the gall, 20, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. But verse 21 says that, This I recall to mind. Therefore have I hope. He said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. He said, his compassions fail not. I like it. He said, they are new. <laughs> they are new. They are new. They are new. They are new. Every morning, I came to declare to somebody, I see new mercies for you. I don't know how yesterday was, but I know that God does new things for you. And today, I see brand new mercies. Oh, I came to this, tell somebody today, God is giving you something new. He doesn't give you necessary blessings. He gives you brand new mercies. Somebody said you are finished. What they didn't know is that the Bible says that weeping endures for a night but when the morning comes sometimes you just need to hold on small sometimes you just need to hold on a bit more because when the morning comes the story will be different hold on a little more I came to speak to somebody you are in your night season that is why you are feeling you are consumed but wait till the morning when the morning comes the new mercy will make you arise again i prophesy to somebody you are arising again in the name of jesus this is not your end receive a brand new mercy receive a brand new mercy receive a brand new mercy oh i'm speaking to somebody you did something wrong and the devil is condemning you the devil is telling you this is your end but the lord said i should tell you my mercies are new every morning this morning i bring you brand new mercy receive the new mercy of the lord receive the new mercy of the lord you can start all over again the righteous will fall seven times but he rises up again because every morning is a new morning receive brand new mercies shout yes they are new every morning i said they are new every morning the bible says that when the lord was sending manna from heaven to the israelites they were trying to hoard the manna they wanted to keep some but the lord told them don't keep it because every day i will bring you brand new provision oh i don't know who i'm speaking to hey hey the bible says some people they didn't believe it they gathered a lot of whatever and they went to hide it under their bed they said we'll eat it later when they came to remove the thing the thing was full of worms god doesn't like it when you don't look up to him for brand new mercies god doesn't like it when you take one mercy and you are running with it because he wants to be a god that will give you brand new mercies every day today is a new day may you receive brand new his mercies are new once a new day is coming know that a new opportunity is coming for you 
It is of the Lord's mercies. That is why we are not consumed. I just need to see another day. I just need to see another morning. And I know that a new mercy will be coming. Come therefore boldly to the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in your time of need. It is of the Lord's mercies. They are new every morning. I like it. New every morning. Receive something new. Oh, something new every morning. Hold on a bit. The night may seem long, but the morning will come. As soon as the morning comes, your story will change. Somebody's in your night season, but your morning is coming. Some of you, your morning has come, but you can't even see. You need to wake up and see that the morning has come. You are still sleeping. Wake up and see it's morning. Shake somebody and say, wake up. Oh, shake them and say, wake up. And then tell them, good morning. Oh, oh, oh. I see your morning coming in the name of Jesus. Are you weeping? Don't be afraid. A new mercy is coming for you in the morning. God is giving you brand new mercy. Receive it. Receive it. Let the devil know that it is not your end. I, I may be in my nice season now, devil. But I came to announce to you, my God will bring me brand new mercy. In the morning, I will see the mercy of God. The mercy of God is going to come upon me. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new. His mercies are new. May you receive the new mercy. May he come upon you today. For it's morning for somebody right now. Receive it wherever you are. Just receive it. Receive it. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. They fail as thou has been, thou forever will be. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is 
thy faithfulness. Oh yes, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Oh, it's not over yet. All Songwriter said, There are new every morning, new every morning. Great is that thing. Steadfast love, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Oh, His mercies never come to an end. Oh, they are every morning. Just lift up your voice and ask the Lord for brand new mercies. Enjoy the brand new mercies because it's there. He will do it. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. Oh, yes. If you thought the Lord had given up on you, I came to tell you brand new mercies. Brand new mercies. He's forgotten about yesterday. He's forgotten about what you did yesterday. Come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need oh yes oh yes don't let the devil condemn you with yesterday's issues because that today they are brand new mercies for today yesterday's issue is over sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof the lord has something new for you today tap into the new things tap into the new blessings tap into the new mercy receive new mercy don't let the devil condemn you receive new mercy in the name of jesus christ brand new mercies brand new mercies brand new mercies they are available for you receive it receive it and walk in it receive it and walk in it father we thank you for brand new mercies thank you for new mercies this morning oh yes just when we thought it was all over you gave us a new mercy 
when we thought it was the end a new mercy came again because of the lost mercies you shall not be consumed you shall not be consumed you shall not be consumed in the name of jesus come and put your hands together and give the lord a shout of praise. Yes, give three people a high five. Tell them, wake up, good morning, receive brand new messages. Wake up, good morning, new messages. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It is new. It is fresh. It is yours. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church. But you are not born again. But thank God today, brand new messes are available. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. God wants to show you mercy. And God wants to fill you with His Spirit. He wants to give you a new heart. Today, if you are here like that, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. You want to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. If you are here like that, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you at the back there. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. What a day to be saved. May your heart be changed. May God give you a new spirit. Lift it up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come to me. Come to me from the back. Come to me from the side. Come to me from the middle class for the masika. They are new, new, new messages. Clap for them as they come. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh yes. Oh yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Clap for them as they come. lift up your two hands it's a sign of surrender we're going to pray just pray after me let's all join them say Lord Jesus today I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins please forgive me all my sins come into my heart give me a new heart fill me with your spirit Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life from today. I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. What's your name? Benjamin. Or say, Randy. Christopher. Isaac, God bless you. God bless you. You see a pastor waving his hand? He's going to talk to you. Give you a book that will help you. Please follow him this way. Clap for them as they go. 
Wow. It's beautiful. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's Word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. Eddie Fabin is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you.